Welcome to Music History Monday for October 17, 2022. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title for today's podcast is Name the Composer Slash Pianist. He was a student of Wolfgang Mozart, Antonio Salieri, Muzio Clementi, and Joseph Haydn, friend to Franz Schubert, and a friend and rival of Ludwig van Beethoven, and teacher of, among many others, Carl Czerny, Ferdinand Hiller, Sigismund Thalberg, and Felix Mendelssohn, in his lifetime considered one of the greats and in ours almost entirely forgotten? Yeah, with a title like that, the subject of this post better be good. And good he was. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash Robert Greenberg Music, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. We mark the death on October 17, 1837, 185 years ago today, of the composer and pianist Johann Nepomuk Hummel in the Thuringian city of Weimar. Born in Pressburg, today Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia, on November 14, 1778, Hummel was 59 years old at the time of his death. A preliminary. What's in a name? Listen, the last thing in the world I want to be accused of, okay, maybe not the last thing, is name shaming, making fun of someone's name. But let's be serious. What sort of middle name is Nepomuk? And it's not just Hummel. Nepomuk, a name that most certainly does not ring beautific for native English speakers, was a fairly common middle and surname among Central Europeans, particularly those in Czech lands. The name comes from the town of Nepomuk in today's Czech Republic, some 60 miles southwest of Prague. The town's claim to fame is as the birthplace of St. John of Nepomuk, who was born there around 1345. John of Nepomuk earned his sainthood by defending the sanctity of the confessional. As the story goes, he was the confessor of Queen Sophia of Bohemia, the wife of King Wenceslaus IV of Bohemia, who lived from 1361 to 1419. King Wenceslaus suspected his queen of indulging in some extramarital hanky-panky and demanded that John of Nepomuk, as her confessor, spill the beans. But John refused, even under torture. On March 20th, 1393, he was, we are told, thrown off the newly completed Charles Bridge in Prague into the Vltava River. Whether he died under torture or was drowned is unknown. Whatever, John of Nepomuk's martyrdom in defending the sanctity of the confessional eventually earned him his sainthood, although not until March 19th, 1729, when he was canonized by Pope Benedict XIII. By the way, we should not confuse this, this rotten, 
King Wenceslas IV of Bohemia, also known as the Idol, with good King Wenceslas I, who lived from about 907 to 935, who is the patron saint of the Czech state. So the name Nepomuk became an honorable and common name in Czech lands. Johann Nepomuk Hummel, 1778 to 1837. Again, Hummel was born in Pressburg, as previously observed, what is now Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia, on November 14, 1778. He died in Weimar, in what today is central Germany, on October 17, 1837, where he held the post of Kapellmeister for 18 years. Hummel was a spectacular child prodigy as both a pianist and as a violinist. His father, Johannes, was himself a string player, conductor, and music educator, and like Leopold Mozart before him, he observed his son's musical development with slack-jawed amazement. According to Johannes Hummel, young Johann could read music at four, play the piano and violin like a seasoned pro at five, and sing with perfect intonation. Hummel's parents realized that Pressburg, today Bratislava, could not offer their prodigious son anywhere near the musical education and experience that he required. So in 1786, when Johann was eight years old, they pulled up stakes and moved to Vienna. It took the eight-year-old Johann Nepomuk Hummel but a few weeks to make his mark in Vienna. Soon after arriving there, he played piano for Wolfgang Mozart, who, no exaggeration, flipped his gourd, writes musicologists Joel Sachs and Mark Kroll in the New Grove Dictionary of Music and Musicians, quote, Mozart was so impressed by the young prodigy that he taught him free of charge, and as was often the arrangement at the time, Hummel lived with the Mozarts and became a de facto member of the family. He played billiards with Mozart and tried out his teacher's newest compositions, and the pair were often seen together on the streets of Vienna. While living at the Mozarts, Hummel also had the opportunity to meet, or at least observe, the distinguished guests who frequently visited the Mozart household during this period. These included Lorenzo de Ponte, and none other than Haydn, who would sometimes come over to read through string quartets with Mozart playing viola, von Hall the cello, and von Dittersdorf the second violin." Unquote. Hummel lived with the Mozart family in their Viennese flat on the Grosse Schulenstrasse for two years. Thanks to Mozart, Hummel met and performed for the cream of Viennese aristocracy. Further piano lessons with Muzio Clementi, organ lessons with Joseph Haydn, vocal composition lessons with Antonio Salieri, and even a few piano lessons with Beethoven followed. There's no doubt about it. Along with Wolfgang Mozart himself, Johann Nepomuk Hummel had just about the most extraordinary educational credentials in the history of Western music. On Mozart's advice, Hummel began touring with his father in 1788, at the most tender age of 10. 
He wowed his audiences wherever he went, and he went everywhere. In London, a businessman, manufacturer, and music fan named William Gardner later wrote that, quote, Hummel, as a youth, was the most surprising performer that had ever visited England, except the young Mozart, unquote. Yeah, except the young Mozart. It was not the first or the last time that the young Hummel was compared favorably with his mentor and friend, Wolfgang Mozart. Back to Vienna. In 1795, the now 17-year-old Hummel settled down in Vienna, where he continued his studies, taught, performed, and composed. It was at around this time that Hummel met, and perhaps took a few piano lessons from, the 25-year-old Ludwig van Beethoven. Theirs would be a love-hate, friend-rival relationship to the end. They ultimately reconciled while Beethoven lay on his deathbed, and Hummel acted as one of Beethoven's pallbearers at his funeral. Tomorrow's Dr. Bob Prescribes post will delve far more deeply into Hummel's relationship with Beethoven, in particular their rivalry as competing pianists in piano-crazed Vienna. Hello, Eisenstadt! On April 1st, 1804, Hummel signed a contract as Konzertmeister, Concertmaster, to Prince Nikolaus II Esterhazy at the family's massive palace in Eisenstadt, roughly 25 miles southeast of Vienna. Prince Nicholas II was the grandson of Prince Nicholas I, the so-called Magnificent, who had been Haydn's boss from 1762 to 1790. In fact, Hummel was the Kapellmeister, the head of music for the court of Nicholas II. But Haydn, presumably retired since 1790, still held the honorific title of Kapellmeister at Eisenstadt, which is why technically Hummel held the title of Concertmeister or Concertmaster. Hummel's essential duties for the Esterhazy court at Eisenstadt were to write sacred music and conduct the court orchestra and the opera theater. Like Haydn before him, in working for the Esterhazy family, Hummel learned the ins and outs of running a big-time musical establishment, which enabled him to take his last and best job in Weimar. Hello, Weimar! Hummel returned to Vienna in 1811, following a brief gig in Stuttgart in 1816 and 1817, he finally found his fortune, fame he already had by the bucket loads, in November of 1818, when he was appointed Grand Ducal Kapellmeister at Weimar. It was a position he would hold until his death in 1837. It was in Weimar that Hummel befriended the local light, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, 1749-1832. It was said that no visit to Weimar was complete unless one had seen Goethe and heard Hummel play. Hummel's principal duty in Weimar was to conduct the court orchestra. He had lots of time off, during which he'd return to Vienna 
or go on tour. It was while on tour in Poland in 1828 that he met and befriended the 18-year-old Frederick Chopin, 1810 to 1849. It was while visiting Vienna in 1827 that Hummel met and befriended the 30-year-old Franz Schubert, 1797 to 1828. Schubert dedicated his final three piano sonatas, written just months before his death in November of 1828, to Hummel, most likely hoping that Hummel would perform them. Unfortunately, they were not published until 1838, by which time both Schubert and Hummel were dead and buried. Wanting to score points with an up-and-comer, the publisher Anton Diabelli changed Schubert's dedication to Robert Schumann. As we might correctly assume, for someone who made friends as quickly and as easily as did Hummel, he was a warm, jovial, and good-natured person. He was an astute businessman who generally managed to remain on good terms with his publishers, which was quite an accomplishment given the nature of the publishing business at the time. In 1813, Hummel married the singer Elizabeth Rocco. Together, Johann and Elizabeth had two sons, Edward, who went on to a career as a pianist, and Carl, who became a professional painter. Physically, Hummel was most certainly not GQ material. According to Harold Schoenberg, quote, In person, Hummel was anything but elegant. He was coarse, ungainly, slovenly, and his face was pitted by smallpox. Carl Cherney called him, quote, A very striking man with an unpleasant, common-looking face that constantly twitched. He wore utterly tasteless clothing and valuable diamond rings on almost all his fingers, unquote. Harold Schoenberg continues. In later life, Hummel grew monstrously stout, and a place had to be cut into his dining room table, both at home and at court. When he played, he puffed, blew, and perspired, unquote. Okay, gross. But we don't have to sleep with the guy, just listen to his music. And an excellent composer he was, most underrated today. As a composer, he was particularly notable for his solo piano music and his concerti. Altogether, he composed eight piano concerti, one mandolin concerto, a double concerto for violin and piano, and a trumpet concerto. The Trumpet Concerto is the most frequently performed of Hummel's works today. It was composed for Anton Weidinger, the same trumpet player for whom Haydn composed his Trumpet Concerto in 1796, and it's often paired today with the Haydn Trumpet Concerto on recordings. Given that tomorrow's Dr. Bob Prescribes Post is going to focus on Hummel's pianism and his solo piano music, we will not have an opportunity to discuss the Trumpet Concerto. Therefore, as a public service, if we can consider our Patreon community to be a public, I offer up a link to a lovely performance of Hummel's Trumpet Concerto in E-flat major of 1803, performed by the trumpeter Hocken Hardenberger and the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, 
conducted by the ubiquitous Sir Neville Mariner and recorded in 1986. The linked video scrolls through the solo trumpet part accompanied by a piano reduction of the orchestral parts. While listening, consider the following. Hummel was just 25 years old when he composed the concerto, and we would be forgiven if we mistook it for sounding like the work of a 25-year-old Beethoven. Show and tell. In closing, allow me please to play show and tell. Two of my most prized possessions were given to me by my friend and patron, Philip Erklum, the founder and CEO of the International Music Syndicate. Years ago, on finding out that as a kid I was a huge fan of the TV show Lost in Space, which ran from 1965 to 1968, Phil arranged to have sent to me the autographed picture that accompanies the blog post, picturing Billy Mummy and my 12-year-old self's heartthrob, Angela Cartwright. Uh, Phil has worked with both Cartwright and Mummy as adults. The autographs on the photo read as follows, quote, To Professor Greenberg, lost in harmonic space. How did she know I'm always lost in harmonic space? Angela Cartwright, unquote. And the second autograph, quote, To Professor Greenberg, don't get too spaced out. How did he know I'm always spaced out? Billy Mummy, unquote. Needless to say, the photo occupies a place of honor. The other of those prized possessions given to me by Phil is an autograph letter written by Johann Nepomuk Hummel, inscribed as having been written in Weimar on July 1st, 1824, and addressed to, quote, Madame Belly in Frankfurt, unquote, it reads in translation as follows, quote, Most highly honored, Frau Belly. My friend Lyring has caused me the agreeable surprise of visiting me in Weimar, and I am making use of the glad opportunity to commend myself to your kind remembrance and jointly with my wife to give you the assurance that we very often think of you and your dear family. I intend to travel to Paris next year and look forward to having the honor of seeing you in Frankfurt. Please accept the assurance of my distinguished respect and honor with which I remain your most devoted servant, Johann Hummel." Unquote. How cool is that? Thank you, Phil, and thanks to the rest of you as well. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on subjects musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.